0: Radioactive.
1: everybody can do something more than just talk but what are you going to do about it and now joe madison the black eagle the black eagle on sirius xm urban view yeah, you know what i'm gonna do uh, i'm gonna skip our black history because in a way that's what we're gonna talk to with our my next guest and and that is uh kimberly norwood as um many of you know, I am a very proud alumnus of Washington University in St. Louis. And I'm also a very proud recipient, although I can't practice law, of an honorary doctorate degree from their law school. So whenever I get an opportunity to highlight uh, the good people at Washington University, I take advantage of my platform. And uh, Dr. Norwood, welcome to The Madison Show. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here.
1: You, I, I saw this, um, uh, this story, uh, um, and it caught my attention because there is such a history that maybe uh, we we may not all be aware of, and 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 that is defining colorism. You know. Um, First of all, uh, you say this is a very serious, it has a very serious negative impact on self-esteem. So let's start with how you define it. Okay.
0: I like to stick with the definition that Alice Walker um, created back in the early 1980s, and she described Uh, define colorism as the prejudicial or preferential treatment of same-race people based solely on the color of their skin. So we're really looking at shades, tones, and the lighter you are, um, as we will probably get into a little bit later, um, the more, quote-unquote, benefits you receive, not only uh, socially and economically, but also also health wise. So it's different from racism, right? Because racism mm-hmm. is, is, is based on race. Color is based on skin tone.
1: Now, now is this a two two part question? Mm. How how far back does this go? And and is it global?
0: So um, colorism is absolutely global. Um, I, um, we put on a colorism, global colorism conference at, at the law school back in 2015. We had people from all over the, con- uh, the world talk about uh, colorism and how it manifests in India, in Japan, in Korea, in various countries in Africa, et cetera. It is absolutely global. Um, How, when did it start? I don't know. You know, when you look at um, Chinese and and even um, Japanese cultures, I mean, we're talking 5th, 6th century in terms of the preference for pale skin. Um, In China today, there's still a preference for lighter over darker. It has a different mean than it does in the u.s so uh, in a different origin so in china in in lots of asian countries um, colorism is not based on race right in the same way that it is connected in the u.s but it's based on you being at the bottom of the 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 socioeconomic totem pole you work in the fields you're a peasant and so this told us something about who you were Based on the color of your skin, that uh, obviously is completely different from the U.S., where ours is is much more tied to slavery. Right?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Kimberly yeah, so Norwood is far. the oh, I, it, uh, you professor at the law school of Washington University in St. Louis. Um, you know, as you were talking, and when I was trying to make sure we could get you on. I I had a a, a rather casual conversation and this was at a a social event and we were we were having a conversation about how some this this gentleman said that and he lived in Washington DC and we were talking about colorism and how his parents when he was a teenager in high school Told him, "Don't bring some dark-skinned girlfriend in here." Um, yeah, yeah, you know that—that—that that, that was a common practice. It, it does it still exist today?
0: I would say absolutely yes. Right, um, for people who want to look into this sort of quickly. Um, I would suggest looking at the documentary Dark Girls um, because that really sort of captures where we are today. We absolutely have uh, many Black males who prefer lighter skin over darker skin. We have family members who discriminate against their children or grandchildren based on the color of their skin. We have um people who adopt children based on the color of their skin right and we also have family members who tell their um sons don't bring home a dark girl yeah. so this is, this is 21st century stuff
1: Does it get manifested uh, Dr Norwood does it get manifested in the workplace
0: I absolutely so we we see um You know, this is the interesting thing about racism versus colorism, because, you know, racism and and race discrimination in hiring and employment was a problem. Uh, It still is, actually. But it was a problem for decades. Right. And in the Civil Rights Act, Title seven was passed that was supposed to outlaw um, discrimination based on race. Mm -hmm. So in other things, and so what we saw was, you know, we see employers—not necessarily some do, but but there are some more sophisticated employers who they don't discriminate on the basis of race. They will hire a black person, but then the black person that they hire is lighter in skin color. So we see that in um, in many places. I mean, throughout corporate America, we see it in academia, we see it in the media um lighter skin black people are often preferred over darker skin
1: you know, the advertising, well, yeah advertising there's and i would imagine in your lectures you you do go you do go into the history of advertisers which would uh, often prefer lighter skin uh, uh african Americans is that part of your absolutely. lecture absolutely yeah. Yeah, uh, you
0: talk a lot about that. And in Hollywood, right? Uh um, yes. you know, I'm still I'm still I still haven't gotten over uh Elizabeth Taylor playing Cleopatra.
1: Cleopatra. I'm I'm right there with you, you know. Uh, <laughs> um um yeah, now the, the the other thing, this is now this is a why is this a law school? Uh, a a lecture, and the reason I'm asking, I can understand lawsuits based on race because, you know, again, that's... But can you sue somebody on colorism? So there
0: are some small ways to do that. So, for example, Title VII actually includes no discrimination on the basis of race or color, right? Mm. So color is actually built into the original Civil Rights Act, right? So one could, although those lawsuits have not really been as common as the the race-based or the gender-based lawsuit, color is in there. We've also seen um, some responses in jury selection. So as you might know, um, it is unconstitutional to, to ban a uh, potential juror um, based on race. Um, there's been a case, there's a case out of New York involving banning jurors based on skin color. And, and the court there found that Batson, which is the, the key Supreme Court case that, that ruled on um, unconstitutional um Discrimination, I should say, against uh, potential jurors, that it includes color as well as race. So, so we have those two snippets, um, you know, in the employment sector and on in jury service. Um, in general, though, it's in other non-employment sort of spectrums, it's harder to to complain and and seek relief right. for colorism.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. The, you also mention, as I wrap up here, you also mention that it, it, it's, it's an issue of self-esteem. Usually, we yeah. think of that as it, relate, it relates to the darker complexion. Uh, but do light complexion uh, uh, individuals in our in the black community do they suffer similar self-esteem?
0: So I know, and you know, I've interviewed lots of of women in particular over the years about these issues. And the thing that has come to the surface in in this space is the is the tension between lighter-skinned black females and darker-skinned black females. It's all, you know, there's this. Um, almost a a piece of a war there. I think Newton does a really good job when she talks about um, her experience and how she is pained, she says, um, because of this thing that is going on between Black women of different shades. So we see that a lot. I I haven't seen documentation. I haven't seen reports. I haven't seen studies on the, the... Self esteem harms to people for having lighter skin. It is absolutely documented for people with darker
1: skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and then the movie, I, I saw the first time the movie passing. It was mm. really a very complicated, you know, it really addressed some yeah. very complicated exchanges and issues. What was your thought about it?
0: yeah i um I, I was I enjoyed the movie. Um, I you know the, I think you know the, it could have been developed a little more because there was just so much there you know that I really wanted to see yeah. out but the, right. the, the one the, one of the things that that I took away that really sort of got me thinking differently about passing is how many people I believe pass not because they didn't want to be black, but because they wanted a better life, right? They wanted education. They wanted to go to school. They wanted jobs. They wanted to feed their families. And and there was a color thing that was a barrier. And so if you could transcend that barrier then you, you see these people who, who, who've done that, right? And so, you know, that was one of the things I took away. And the other piece is, gosh, what does that do to your soul, right? You, you're living a lie, and that, that has consequences in your body, right? And we saw a little bit of that. I think it could have been teased out more, but I think a little bit of yeah. that was coming through in the passing movie.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it dealt primarily and I mean this is just my observation, it um uh it dealt primarily with the 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 main character's mental health which eventually right. led to the suicide. <clears throat> yeah. Um the you know, well, I'm going to share something with call. you. Uh yeah, and and I thank you so much coming <clears throat> coming on um the in uh, Professor Gates this is pers- this is from a personal uh, the, the story uh did and you might look it up um did the, in, an episode on my uh, finding the roots and one of the things oh. that came out uh after i realized who my real biological father was my grandfather was was uh was to be part of the tuskegee experiment he was oh, rege- Wait, no, he was rejected because he, they he did not have negroid features he was light skinned oh, yes and light eye i mean i'm be honest with you it it literally brought tears to my eyes he was he literally was rejected by the researchers mm-hmm. well nobody would believe that he was a black person and they rejected mm-hmm. him um and you can by the way i'm certain you can go online and 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 get it and and therefore let him die do that that's amazing yeah, they mm-hmm. let him die they let him die yeah um thank you so much for um uh, addressing this now i i'm I, is your lecture series available, uh, I mean, do I have to get a, a, buy tuition to the law school? I mean, can I use my, <laughs> can I use my no, honorary I, degree? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, so I, you know, people contact me, and, and I do lectures around the country in, in a variety of of, of of spaces, and colorism is one of those areas, and so it's really on a, on a higher sort of basis. Um, where I do these lectures, I do yeah. teach a bias course at the law school, and so I can certainly send you the Zoom link, and you could always pop in. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I would, I will. I mean, if 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 it's okay, can we post it on our social media?
0: Mm, I'll have to check. I'm not sure if okay. Uh, I have to check the right. law well, if to you if just let us thing. know
1: if we can, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but let mm-hmm. us know. But thank you so much for. Uh, addressing this issue, it it really is, you know, uh, an, an, an is still an issue in our in our community. Not as badly as bad as it was, thank goodness. Uh, but I'm so glad that you are addressing it, and thank you for coming on on the show.
0: Thank you. It's an honor to
1: speak with you. Dear. My my pleasure. Thank you.